What's up, soccer fans? Welcome back to another Americans Abroad Soccer Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Morton, and I'm joined by my son, Cole. What's up, Cole? Nothing much. Um, Had a good week? Last week we talked... Yeah, last week we talked about uh, the panic button in Athens about UGA. It has lowered significantly after this weekend. Yes, so it has. Georgia good now. Georgia rocked. Uh, so that's a good thing. Hey, let me ask you this. Other than uh, what I think was maybe the craziest sports moment of the weekend, I'm sure there may be others, was I, I think about – I thought that if you remember back to the Notre Dame-Ohio um, State game and Notre Dame played the last two plays with ten players, mm-hmm. end up losing it. How about the Miami game against Tech of all I mean. people? Which sorry, was, but we hate tech. It's the laughing stock of sports, right? I now know. Is that not crazy? Can you think of it? You know, all they had to do was take a knee, and I guess his motivation to give the guy a hundred yard game or something crazy, but they end up losing it's the game ter- because of that. Terrible motivation. Win the game. Can you think of anything soccer wise like that that's ever happened? I was trying to think. I couldn't think of anything quite that crazy. I mean, it's different because, like, soccer would be like, you know, someone made an error, like, some, but like for a coach to have that big of a blunder when you're paid yes. that much money, it was shocking. It was, it was, you just have to laugh. You just genuinely have to laugh that it's, I mean, and I'm not even a Miami fan, but if you're a Miami fan, you should just laugh because it is so unbelievable that you would lose a game like that. We had a moment, and I don't know it was quite so big. I'm sure we'll talk about it when we talk about Pulisic in a minute. But, you know, coaches, because they have – you know, I know at the end of the game they're into – they want to sort of cut some time, and you'll see them sub players on at the very, very last few minutes of the game. And Right. I mean, that's what Milan did, and they ended up not having – couldn't sub anymore when their keeper got a red card. Yeah, and, you know – Obviously, you're not expecting your goalie to get a red card, so it's I, – I get what you're doing there, but – which is – that's more of, like, up for debate if that's a bad move or yeah, a good I move. Yeah, I understand. Where this was, I like, understand. the dumbest yeah, – it, one of the dumbest was. things I've ever seen. I agree. And how, like – how every coach on the sideline should have been, like, what are you doing? Take a knee. Take a knee. I like, know. everyone – like – it just—it's unbelievable. That is, I mean, and you just wonder. And I guess you're not. I mean, you know, they just hired him a couple of years ago. He's a Miami grad, and they paid him tons of money. But man, lesser he coach. That's that gets you fired. Yeah, he can recruit. He just clearly is uh, maybe not the greatest on-field coach. Gosh, that's that. I mean, you talk about Sad. people having coaches having no time management skills at the end of the game. I know. That's a classic. One uh, other. One other thing I was thinking in uh, the world going on. Have you heard of um, a movie coming out called um, Killers of the Flower Moon? No. What the heck is that? Martin Scorsese film. Martin Scorsese film coming out um, in like 10 days. It is – I read the book. It's one of the best books I've ever read. It is a true story. It is about the Osage Native American tribe in Oklahoma. They, in the early, I guess, 1900s, early 1900s, they were the richest um, people group per capita in the world because they were on oil lands in Oklahoma. And oh yeah, yeah. it's the one with um, it's got Leonardo Leonardo DiCaprio. DiCaprio. It's yeah, yeah. It's um, okay. I have seen the previews for that. All star cast, like yeah, all, Robert, Robert De, Niro. De Niro. But it basically it's the story also about the first case of the FBI, kind of how they were formed. Because what happened was people in the town were basically killing off systematically this whole town of Native Americans for their oil head rights. And so wow. there's like basically this systematic killing of Native Americans by people to try and steal their money. And it is a crazy story it'll i mean it'll it'll make you angry honestly as you read the book but it's amazing to read and it is gonna be i'm 
so excited for the movie. I think it's going to yeah, be up you there take for the, one of the, the movies, movies of the year. they say, never match up to the books. Lord well, of the Rings Scorsese's, was one that did. Scorsese is an amazing. Scorsese is such a good director, and you've got such an all star cast that it's like, I'm I'm really thinking, and it looks the trailers look awesome. So I'm I'm thinking hopefully they do it justice. It's got a great cast. I think it'll be a big hit. So definitely. Well, you'll have to. We'll do a quick review of it. You can once uh, once you've seen it. All right. How about we get to actually? We're five minutes in. We hadn't gotten anything soccer. We did mention Uh, soccer a couple of times. All right. Let's start off like we normally do. Good, bad, and ugly. What have you got? You go first this week. Uh, I go first this week. Your turn. Yeah, that means I have to yeah. have thought about it. Um, you have maybe though. the good. I, I, you know, I will top it just because I think it was kind of unexpected. Joe Scally's goal. Uh, it was awesome. I mean, it what a hit. Well, I mean, you know, because I mean, you know, I'm going to expect goals from Pulisic and Balogun and other people, but that was that was unexpected. It was definitely that, not that was pretty good. Expected to score a goal like that. I mean, it was the. It was the goal of the weekend, I would say, and it to come from Joe Scally, uh, uh, I mean, it was awesome. Yeah, it was. I think it tied the game, too. Yeah. Did it tie it or win it? I think it tied it. It either tied or won it. it uh, I don't care. I it, think was, it, tied, it was it tied awesome it at goal, one. whatever. It was But I yeah, th- it was he fantastic. may end up, we'll talk about this later, but he may end up at no Anthony Robinson, and so he may end up starting. Yeah, in, uh, and friendlies. I think that, and it could go... Him and Dest, the good thing about both them is they can both play on either side. So, really, either way, you could play one of them on the right, one of them on the left, and feel pretty comfortable with both of them on either side. So, I think you'll definitely – that would be my expectation in that first game is that those are the two starters against Germany. Well, I would think so, especially Scali, since he's played against a lot of these guys on a regular basis. Dest being your preferred outside back on the team, and then Scali playing in the Bundesliga, I think that's a – Seems like a, an obvious move to me, and he's been playing. He's gets he plays regularly, so uh, that was exciting for him. Big goal. Yeah. Well, that was my good. My bad. Hearing that, uh, you know, it was bad enough. Tyler got injured. Now hearing that he's gonna good chance he's gonna have to have surgery on that. Yeah, that's, and I mean I'm not you know, sure I we just, won't see him again for it may be next summer before we see him for the U.S. men again. And my hope is that. You know, he it's not as long as maybe a surgery makes it seem or whatever the deal is going to be. But my hope is still we see him, you know, sometime after Christmas that he's able to make a meaningful impact on the season for Bournemouth. And so that would be my hope. But I'm not crossing my fingers on that. And and I really don't have an ugly. So. Wow. Yeah, I know. Going flat. There were not many bad performers. Well, there there was really, really wasn't anything. So, you know, I'm not going to just throw someone under the bus just yeah. to throw them under the well, bus. So, I may. Uh, how have about done. Wayne Rooney's reign at DC United? That's been pretty well, ugly. Don't even get me started because I'm a championship guy. <laughs> don't even get me started on what's going to. So, is he going to go to Birmingham City? Bill. This is my ugly for the week. I've decided right now. <laughs> okay. Birmingham City firing. John Eustace, after they're in the top six right now, they're sixth in the table. Birmingham has been a financial mess for years. I saw a thing that Birmingham hadn't been in the top six after 10 games in almost like 10 years. And he came in last, uh, he came in the end of two seasons ago, a club that was in financial ruin and kept them up last year. Actually played pretty well. They weren't even close to relegation. They get new owners. There's positive feelings. It's great. And now they come out and fire him because they want a bigger name is basically what the reports are. Is absolutely absurd. I mean, and that you is hope, so ridiculous. And you hate it for the people, but you hope they just go all the I way mean, down. I hope they struggle so much over that. It is that – yeah, and I hate that for Birmingham fans. They're pissed. Like, they're so pissed because... They ought to be. It's And it's a weird feeling where they like the new ownership that have taken over the club and done a lot of positive things, but then you kind of scratch your head now that they do this. You're like, what in the world? And it's not... And Wayne Rooney, the story that's Wayne Rooney is who's rumored to be who they're eyeing to hire next. And I, it's not that... 
I think he's necessarily a terrible manager, but I just don't, I don't just, get it. Like he's not, if you're going to try and make a big splash because you're going to fire someone who's been that good. I just don't think Wayne Rooney is the type of splash that makes sense to take such a big risk. No, I agree. So, All right. So what are yours? Well, that, well that's your ugly. That was, that's my ugly. I just decided right <laughs> in that moment. That's my ugly. Um, Sorry I mentioned so you, ridiculous. Wayne. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I don't know. Um, there was a lot of candidates for good this week. It was a really positive weekend for the U.S. Um, but I will say that um, I was actually going to say Joe Scally, but I've changed now because you have oh, stolen yeah, that's Joe like, Scally as an Like if I order the same thing at a restaurant, you change your order? Well, yeah, obviously. Um, you can't do the same thing. So um, my uh, good of the weekend is going to be uh, Christian Pulisic, who uh, he's he's uh, the great news is that he has been a regular feature in our good column. He has not made it into any of our other columns. He has just been rock solid in there. He keeps popping up with big goals. So that was a fantastic finish crazy game we do have we have the audio which is pretty it's pretty epic audio so you won't be able to hear this goal one one thing i might say is also Yunus musa with the assist which yeah now that was and and he american to american so that's just really exciting for them that may be the first time i think that's ever happened for ac milan that you've had an american to an american for a goal assist yeah assist to goal uh, all right, so I'll, I'll cue you in when the audio's over. But this is this is a pretty epic audio. Listen to this, folks. This is the this is the call on uh, Pulisic's goal last week. Pulisic servito Calabria che allarga bene di prima il gioco su Musa. Musa prepara il cross. Bella palla. That was the epic, the USA, USA, USA at the end of that. It's just, it's so good. And he's been like that for a lot of the goals, but that was his most emphatic call on a goal, I think, so far, because that was a a match winner late in the game against Genoa, a big win for Milan. So that was awesome to see. Hey, arm or chest on Pulisic? That was tight. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put money down that it didn't hit his hand. But my thing is, especially when you call it on the field, you don't call a handball. I don't see how there was an angle that could have said it was a handball. Yeah, I just you don't really see any definitive. Could. I think if anything, it was almost like, you know, sort of right, sort of simultaneous anyway. And we'll say it is, hit the chest first. When you don't call that on the field, there's no way from any of the pictures you could have. Over, that would have been a terrible call to overturn it based on what you'd seen on the video. Well, based on what we've seen in VAR this year, I wouldn't have been surprised. But I'm glad also, it wasn't. One thing you kind of typically see is like, you know, the other team's players on a handball go crazy. Do you know what? They didn't – no one even raised a hand. No one even at any point appealed for a handball. So that makes you think also that maybe it was a bit of a kind of misleading the image that you might see that – who makes it look like it's a handball when it's hard to say. Yeah, so that was an epic goal. Came on on halftime uh, and big, big production there. And then the whole end of the game was crazy. You end up with uh, Olivia Giroux in the goal. They say Pulisic wanted to. The coach told him he was too short. I did see that. I did see that he said he was too short. Um But uh, I bet Pulisic's got hops. I saw a video a couple years ago of him dunking on a basketball goal. So him getting up there to save something would not have surprised me at all. And he's, you know, he's American. A lot of multi-sport athletes here. Probably played some other sports in his his heyday. So it wouldn't shock me if he's got some good hands. Did you say he could dunk? Yeah, he can. That is impressive. I mean, he can. I mean, he's a very athletic individual. So. 
we know soccer players are athletic, so we'll give them that. It um, I thought I also thought Chukweze was pretty bad, and their front line in general in the first half, and so and especially after Pulisic's performance the past couple weeks, it just seems like there's a clear pecking order. It doesn't seem I know the rumors maybe beginning the season once it was kind of a battle between the two of them. It doesn't seem like. Yeah, I don't think Pulisic's so. Cause, I mean, Giroud didn't right start now. the game either, though, did he? No, it was a it was a so clear rotation of yeah. their front line. It was it was clearly a rotate. I don't think I don't think uh, Leal started the game either. I think they no, totally rotated the front three. Yeah. So. And then brought them on clearly, when they needed. Yeah. It. And Musa, coach love he only loves Musa, and he's been fantastic for him. He's just he's can fill in so many different positions out wide or as a true eight or even a six that I think he's becoming real valuable to them, especially with some injuries they've had lately with Loftus-Cheek and a couple others. Yeah, so they're both in a, in a great place. Uh, international break in Milan's in first place, Syria. They are, which is exciting for them. Um, another two Italians, or two Americans in Italy, <laughs> okay. uh, finally got Weston McKinney and Tim Leah starting together, which was uh, – the first time this season, first time I think they've even been on the same field together since the preseason. Yeah, so. other than, uh, you know, giving a hug as one came off the field and the other one went on. Right, and Juve won 2-0, um, and I think McKinney was fine. I think Wayo was actually had a really good performance. So encouraging to see that it looks like they're starting to consider. And I was like, it's got to, at a certain point, they have to, like – you got to think we should get a more attacking player on like way up when they've yeah. struggled to create a little bit, especially outside of Vahovic and Chiesa. Yeah, I agree. So maybe that's something we'll see back when they come back from the break. You almost hate that they did it right before the break. You almost wish that they had another game to sort of seal that and that you would right. see that happen more than once. I guess we'll find out in a couple of weeks. <clears throat> I'm not worried, though, because they both played well when they have come on. It's not like they've really struggled mightily. So I think that their performances have spoken for themselves. I think that Weston's – I think Weston's characteristics suit him better in the midfield, and eventually they got to realize that. Yeah, I agree. So. Uh, let's stay in Italy. Uh, we go down to Serie B. That uh, Busio, good game. Man in the match. Yeah. Um, interestingly, we Tess, go ahead. Him and Tessman both scored in that game. Yeah, so, I know. Isn't that crazy? This is a big weekend yeah, for Americans in Italy. Um, you don't see that much. I know some people may be wondering, would they see him in this friendly, but he's actually going to the U23 camp as they get ready for yeah. the Olympics next summer. So, Which, um, yeah, so that U... The U23 camp, they're playing Mexico and cannot remember the second team they're playing. Maybe I can't remember. Um, but it's kind of a mix of youth MLS slash with a dash of a couple European talented yeah. players. That So it's, it's an interesting mix. Um, it'll be interesting to watch. Just it's a real hodgepodge of people, but. I'd, so I'm not sure what I'm going to take from it in terms of like as a team because I don't think that's like the U23 team moving forward. I think it's like it'll be interesting to see different people, individuals play. So I'm, uh, it'll be interesting to see. We'll get into that. <clears throat> we'll get into that. Probably not tons about the U23 team right now, let's be honest. No, we'll we might about- mention that more on next week's podcast Yeah. anything. Um, well, let's get out of, uh, Italy then. Um, I guess sort of, uh, you know, let's go to the Air Divisi, uh, get our PSV going there. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Malik Tillman got hurt. And so he's, I don't yeah. think it's bad, but he's no, pulled everything out. I've seen, I like saw reports that it was, more basically of almost like he had a little knack. He definitely could have come, and they basically were like, 
U.S. and them kind of decided it was better to give him the break because he's been playing a lot. So it almost seems like he could have come and played, and they both just kind of decided, hey, let's let's let him stay and have yeah. two weeks. Well, that's good that uh, that's good to hear that because he's been playing so well there, and you hate to see the you'd hate to see a right. worse injury come into play with that. Well, and I think that this we saw a very similar thing for Anthony Robinson. So yeah, he um he's not on the roster, which is obviously for non starter. That's a big thing. But he played for Fulham, and I think they basically were saying he had a sports hernia issue. But I think it is a similar thing where Anthony plays a ton of minutes for Fulham. And so I think it was more of a precaution. Let's keep him yeah, well, in I mean, England, not make him travel. Yeah, all you've got, you got friendlies coming up. And I know they're they're pretty big opponents, decent opponents. But Anthony Robinson's place is secure on the men's national team. It's actually probably better Definitely. to let's see some backups just in case he does get hurt sometime. That uh be good to see what kind of depth we have behind him. Definitely. So, um, I think, um, but, uh, Tillman did score in the game, which was, which was awesome. So he's, he's kind of locked himself in as a starter on the team. So that's really encouraging to see. And then, um, actually also saw Dest had an assist taken away on a goal that, uh, Tillman committed a foul. Uh, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, so it was a nice assist to DeYoung, but sorry, Dest, but, uh, yeah. And just want to give a shout out to uh, one other player who was in that match, uh, an American who was playing for Sparta Rotterdam, is uh, Augustin Anello. He uh, he's like a U twenty one player. He was all, he was supposed to be on the U twenty three roster, but Sparta Rotterdam didn't let him go. So someone to keep on the radar. He's a kind of a winger. Sparta, okay, I'm impressed on that uh, that call there, Sparta Rotterdam. Yeah. So, and he's been playing in the Eredivisie. He's like 21. He was called up to the U23s, but basically the club declined yeah, to. Yeah, they don't him. have to let him go. So, yeah, U23 for you do not have to let go. So no. they have to for an international window for the main team. For the national so, team, right? Yeah, but basically you can't if it's not an official window. They don't have to or a youth level. All right, but well, who else had a good week note. last week since we talked last? Yeah, um, sorry, I'm, something is caught on my shoe. Um, <laughs> uh, While you're searching for uh, your else, shoe. Uh, I was going to say Balagoon had a, another good performance for Monaco, scored again. He um, Against his old club, he gave the nice, like, uh, I'm not going to celebrate against you celebration after his goal. So, yeah. which was, I thought, decent of him. Yeah, he got, some people think that's crazy because, I mean, he was on loan there for a year. It wasn't like it was his boyhood yeah. club and he grew up there or anything. Yeah, but, hey, I agree. It's always I nice love, to be. I it's, like it, it, though. It's okay to be respectful. I agree. We'll give him can, kudos you know, for if that. You, if there was somewhere you loved and you wouldn't play them, I can understand not wanting to, you know, you care about the fans. Not like if Pulisic had scored against Dortmund, I think obviously he wouldn't have celebrated yeah. against them. I would imagine. Well, so. it's good that both he and Pulisic are coming in on pretty good run of play here. Both of them scoring goals, and so let's hope they can translate that against uh, these upcoming friendlies. Yeah, I, I, I'm hoping to see some. Uh, some pulley goals and uh, some uh, flow combination. I think the front three is all kind of ticking right now in terms of way uh, Balogun Pulisic. So I'm excited to see kind of that trio up front. Hey, let's go ahead and, you know, anybody else particular that just from games that stood out? Mention was, um, wanted to give a shout out to uh, Brian Reynolds. He's uh, playing in. Uh, Belgium, he's at Westerlo, I believe. Yeah, and, I think that's right. Um, and he, like, minutes-wise, if you look at him, he's played pretty much every game consistently for them. He was the man of the match this weekend, 1-0 win, had an assist, 
So good to see that. He's someone who is one for the future still, I think. Hopefully after the season, he'll probably move yeah. a little bit to a tougher How old league. is he? Um, I mean, early early 20s still, maybe 21, 20, Yeah, because he's, yeah, like he's, not, he's not another old. name I saw being on that that will probably be on that U23 team. Yeah, and so I'm I'm hoping that um he's he's one for the future still. Obviously, I think the move to Roma when he initially went there was a too little early. too early, a yep. little too big, and it was just not a great situation. Mourinho is pretty notorious for like when he has his guys, he doesn't do a lot of rotation. No, and I think he kind of was never gonna get a sniff there, and he and he probably wasn't up to the level quite yet, to be honest, that he should have. No, so not to be I think Syria, I agree. So, but one, I think that he's had, when he played for the U.S. in the Gold Cup, he, I thought he was, had some decent appearances. And so I'm um, hopeful for him kind of, that hopefully he'll continue to, on the upward trajectory just when it comes to development. Still, I think a little bit of a ways away, but definitely got the talent. Yeah, got the talent, even just developing as a depth piece. And, you know, that's the thing that separates the the best teams is, you know, because injuries are going to happen if you got somebody quality sitting behind them that can come in and fill yeah. in for them and that you don't just have a total drop-off there. And that's the, you know, all the best teams in the world have that. I mean, it's crazy. You look Sometimes you look at their benches and you're thinking they're as good as most of the other teams. So if you can build that yeah. depth, that's going to be key in 2026. And I think uh, the good news is he's probably not getting a sniff partly because – we have a lot of good depth at right back. It's yes, more we left do. back where we lack the depth. So, you know, we don't have to force a young guy in there who's probably not ready for the level because we have a lot of depth there. All right. Hey, let's talk about the team that got called up. Um, You've got the roster. You're good. So you call it. Only one I'll call out real quick is we mentioned him last week, and I'm sure Pumpy, a lot of people may not have ever heard of him, and that's uh, Maloney. Who yeah, Leonard actually, Maloney actually ended up being called up. Yeah, that was a good call out by you. Um, but we'll uh, we'll go down the list. We'll talk about him for sure, as he's one of the. Is he the only debutant? I think he is the only debutant yeah, I think he on is. the roster. Um. So, but anyway, um, just two goalkeepers on here: Horvath and Turner. Um, I think it's clear Turner will get both games. Um, unless they just feel like they want to give a nice peace offering to Horvath and say, hey, let you're let, not playing anywhere. Play. We'll give you a game. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then defenders, we have Cameron Carter-Vickers, Serginio Dest, Dewan Jones, Christopher Lund, Tim Ream, Chris Richards, Miles Robinson, and Joe Scally. Um, we're going to talk about that group for a second maybe before we – yeah, Going let's talk about it. Okay, we already talked about the the outside, the outside bags. Probably, right. it, and it could go on either side because what's crazy is they, you know, they both can switch sides, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, when you so think they about it. The thing that is interesting is they do have two other left backs on there, and Dwan Jones and Lund. Yep. Um. So maybe so, that points to the fact that he's going to start one of them. I would still rather see Scally on the left and Dest on the right against Germany. That would be my preference. Yeah, I agree. I think maybe you may see the other two against Ghana, or at least coming in sometime yeah, there. But one of them. Yeah, yeah. I would. Maybe think one of that, them starts the other spells the other one in that Ghana game. Maybe, maybe. But yeah, there. I think the more interesting is center back because I still think that's such an unsettled position. Do you think? My I mean, bad. Yeah. What do you week. think that? I was listening to another podcast the other day and they were talking about, and the guy was talking, said he just thinks that Richardson every time is automatic, whether he's playing or not. And I'm not so sure about that. You do, I, I think, think have to play in I your team. I wouldn't have said that if the depth wasn't so bad right now, but I think because the depth is so bad right now that I think you still play Richards, especially in friendlies where it's like, we want to develop this guy. He is our future at center back. So I think I think you got to start him. I, I, I think he'll definitely start. Richards would be my guess. So who would you put with I him? I get it. 
Would you start Reem? It's dicey. I mean, would you start Reem without the protection of, you know, Tyler in front of him? I mean, because he's not the. Yeah, you're missing. He's not the quickest. You're missing Tyler and Anthony. Yeah, and he's not the quickest at all. Um, I. It's tough. It's a tough call. Um, it's also Cameron Carter Vickers is just coming back to full fitness. Yeah. So I may. I'm curious. I doubt they will give him a start in that first game. Could be wrong. Just feels like since he's only started one game since he's been back this past weekend, and so I feel like maybe he'll sub on, maybe get half a game or sixty minutes against Ghana, something like that. I'd be surprised if they ran him out that first game against Germany. I did, uh, that was so against me. Germany. Would you go Ream or Robinson? Miles Robinson. I mean, I'm partial to Miles, I, but I know. I think just because I'm look, if it was a must win right now, I'd still probably go Ream. I think because I'm still looking to the future, and it's a friendly. I'm I would play Miles, but I think if I was. Yeah, if it was a game that we had that meant something. I think I would go Reem Richards just because of they've played together a lot. They've got the experience together. And Reem, he's got that leadership when you don't have Tyler in the team. You don't have someone like yeah, that. Yeah, I but agree. I, I would yeah. trust I trust him in a must-win game. Yeah, I agree. That's the one thing you're th- I'm thinking about, just someone to be able to organize everybody in the back. And he's just, you I, know – we won't be upset among any combination of those three, but I I don't see a situation where Robinson and Reem get the start. I'd be I just feels like he's going to go no. to Richards. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think so, it'll be Richards in one of the other two. All right, what do we got so in midfield? I won't be upset, but um, the midfield we've got Johnny Cardoso, Luca Della Torre, Leonard Maloney, Weston McKinney, Eunice Musa. Gio Reyna, and then we did have Malik Tillman. He has been scratched from the roster, and it is now um, Zendejas. Zendejas. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, d- so, is... Which was more of a – Zendejas is more of a forward. But I, You know, I don't remember. Is Gio listed as a midfielder? He is. Okay. Well, that's one of the yeah. things that we weren't sure that uh, Greg would play him there. Definitely. So that's probably good. And it takes sort of the Adams being out. But, you know, I, I think it's – here's the question. You know, with everything that's gone on between Burhalter and the Reinas and all of that mess, Gio's only played 20, what, 28 minutes in the past in. three months. He subbed in this past, he subbed in this past weekend. Yeah. Which was – Great. That was almost my good. That was such awesome news to see that he came out and he played pretty well, actually. And so that was that was huge. So, but based on his lack of playing time, does he start? Oh, it's a tough question. I mean, I would have said I mean, Tillman how much of the that's going to be the most analyzed decision about anything about this game? Because I would have, I would have bet certainly it was going to be Weston. Eunice and Tillman before then. Yep. Um, man, it's just I. There's three ways he could go. He could play a true, true six in Cardoso with Weston and Eunice. He could play Luca, who's a little bit of a hybrid six eight. Yeah. Or you could play, just go play. Say, hey, Geo, we're gonna let him run out. I guess you could put Brendan there. I still don't want to. I don't see Brendan um, there. Yeah. Unless he's, he's just looking for, you know, the only reason Brandon would be there, he just needs somebody that's just going to press the hell out of everybody. Yeah, well, I think, uh, yeah, I'm, I don't see them running that out against Germany, maybe against Ghana, but I, yeah, I still I think either. Brandon, if it would be in the front three. But I, I'd like to see Gio. I mean, it, but they're not going to do it if he's not. No, I know, but that's the thing. But here's the thing, and minutes. you know, and and hopefully, and I think Burhalter's probably above this. I mean, considering the way you've seen him do everything else, but you know, the pressure is if he doesn't start, people are going to be, you know, tongues will start wagging. Yeah, I, 
yeah, I I don't take it as a huge deal if he doesn't play. Some no, I think you're will. better I off. I would just take it as I would just take it as he's been hurt and he's only played yeah. 30 minutes. Yeah, he's not match fit. Um, and so whether some people and some people might think, well, then you just play him the first half and take him out then. Um, which is I, fair, I think but I'd I'm bring, also like, you could bring him in the second half. Yeah, I think you bring him in the last 30 minutes in this game and then maybe start him against Ghana, depending on how he's doing. Man, I want to see him, Eunice and Weston. And so would you go? I think if, it, so if he doesn't, I think it's uh, Delatore. Musa and Weston. I think that's yeah, who starts. I, I don't think I don't think Maloney will start. But no. he does play in the Bundesliga, which something he got, I just I don't it, that would be the biggest be shock of anything if he started Maloney yeah. there. I don't I'm I'm glad he's getting a call up. I um we haven't talked about him as much. We talked a little bit about him last week. He um plays Nobody knows a whole lot about him, so yeah, I mean, I've watched him a couple, a little bit, not a lot. He um, he can play also as a center back. So yeah, he can play as a center back yeah. or as a defensive mid. He He's dropped. Like a, yeah, you see him six. drop back in between the two center backs a lot. So he's more of a true six. Um, he is not the field cover that Tyler is. No, but he is a physical, big. Puts in tackles, gonna try and break up play kind of player. Yeah, to me, it'd be um, it'd be the ideal guy to bring on if you're trying to hold on to a lead. Yeah, if we're slowing the game down in the yep. last twenty, it yep. makes sense to bring on. I would love to see Gio if he can play. I would be. I'm still doubtful that he will start. So my guess would be Luca. I wouldn't hate Johnny Cardoso. I know people are really high on him as a player. So, but you hear mixed. It, I'd be him. surprised if it wasn't. I'd be surprised if it wasn't Luca. Yeah, I, I think so too. And I think Luca was effective the last time he played uh, for the national team. We got his nose broken. So yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, All right. four words. We got Brendan Aronson, Fullerin Balagoon. Kevin Paredes, Ricardo Pepe, Christian Pulisic, and Tim Weah. Uh, probably the the odd one in that is Paredes is a forward. Yeah, well, he, he plays up – when he subs in for Wolfsburg, he plays there. He's played at the youth level and some at, like, wing back, which I do think – Future-wise, he's got a high upside as an outside back. Yep. But um, if he plays for us, it's going to be as a as a left winger. I feel pre- unless he changed up the formation somehow. I don't see him playing him as a left back, especially with two other left backs on the roster. No, yeah, I don't either. That's I was just I think he was the sort of the one that people you might look at that and scratch your head. No, um, I'm I'm a big I'm a big I've got a lot of stock in uh, Kevin Paredes' future, so I am all for it. So he you're is, you're um, buying some Paredes? Oh, I'm I'm huge on Paredes. I mean, okay. talent through the roof. As we well, looked good in his cameo the last game. Is a really silky guitar. player on the ball, so. and he's obviously um, young, really young, and so I he's getting appearances for Wolfsburg here and there. So I'm. I would, I'm glad he's on there again. So I, I'm assuming we're together. You got Pulisic, Balogun, and Wea. Yeah, definitely that first game against Germany. I don't think there's any question. You'll see probably some other. You might see something similar to last time where Pulisic doesn't play the second game. or Yeah. And you get a Brennan or a Paredes playing. Um, and I assume maybe Pepe gets a half in one of the games. But for that first game, you definitely are rolling out those three. Well, what's your prediction then? How are they going to play? Germany's, I think, I think Germany's a pretty big unknown. A lot of flack from German, other coaches, league coaches in the Bundesliga and even players about even playing in the U.S. for friendlies. Um, yeah, they don't seem happy about it. No, they don't at all. Uh, 
but I guess I mean, it's just the travel they're not excited for is having to come yeah, to the Yeah, it's US the travel, and I think the second game is against Mexico, and it's like a crazy, it's a crazy start time for Germany. <laughs> I mean, for players that play in Germany, it's a pretty late game. Well, I think and, it's like, and they. They all just know Mexico sucks, so they don't really want yeah. to even have to play that game. Yeah, so uh, it'll be interesting to see what Nagelsmann does. And I think nobody's real sure what Nagelsmann is going to do. And so it's not like you've got him as a national coach with some idea of what he's going to play. So um, I'm assuming he the definitely... U.S. is going to come out and they're just their basic 4-3-3. I don't think they'll try anything different. Yeah. I It'll be interesting because they're like – Obviously, in a season of transition, new coach. They're bringing in some players who'd been kind of iced out by the last coach. Um, they obviously are loaded with talent everywhere. Yeah, um, they just hadn't played well. I think they what lost no. five out of seven or something like that. So that it has been they've been inconsistent now for a couple years. Yeah, um, a bit of turmoil, and so I don't really know what to expect from them. I think, I mean. I don't I I think that based off how they haven't played great and we've a little bit more of a cohesive unit right now, just we haven't had as much turnover when it comes to players in the pool lately. Coach obviously we have the same one. So there's just a little bit of continuity that I think will be a benefit to us. If we play well, I think there's every chance we get a winner draw in that. So and and if we lose you know, it's Germany, so it's not the end of the world. Yeah, as dysfunctional as they may have been lately, they're still got star players everywhere you look there. Yeah, and we will recap this game and the Ghana game. Germany, we play Saturday at 3 p.m. Ghana is Tuesday night at 8.30 p.m. So, All I don't right. know what to make of the Ghana game. I assume... Ghana's super talented, but they haven't been a very good team as of late. No, so. they haven't been. Well, they've had a lot of they new coach, so yeah. But they've got they've got a couple players. I mean, Thomas Partey is yep. a fantastic player. Uh, Mohamedos Kudos is one of my favorite players to watch. He was at Ajax and has just been transferred to West Ham. Started this season and he just scored a fantastic goal at yeah, the weekend yeah, for West Ham I against Newcastle. And Ghana is there's a there's a rival there there with the U.S. and Ghana. There's yeah. some history, history in the World from Cup. 2006, 10, 14. We've yeah, all over the place. So, all right. Anything else you want to talk about before we hit up trivia? Um, I think that is it for me. Excited for I'm well. I'm sad. There's an international window. It's just a like this midweek, I'm like, oh man, no games. But I'm excited to see the U.S. play two quality opponents in with a good roster. Yeah, and I would say that I think it's important that you know everything's pointing towards 2026 when the U.S., Mexico, and Canada host the World Cup. And you know the knock has always been, especially since the Nations League started, that it's been hard for the U.S. to get friendlies against good teams and we won't be having to qualify for the Olympics. And so I think it's huge that we're playing some really top level teams and not just CONCACAF teams or not teams like we play, you know, Qatar and uh, whoever it was we played last time. And I think this and then right. Copa America will be uh, really, really important as our team tries to develop and really playing against good competition. Yeah, I agree. You ready right. for uh, some trivia? Yeah, probably not ready for it, but it's I have gone time. a little bit of a different route. Oh, it is, great. This is a fall international break special. It is not necessarily USMNT related. It's really not USMNT related at all. At all. It's okay, just, yeah. Uh, I thought we may have to expand our trivia sometime soon. It's just where we are at the uh, international break, and especially you're going to get a lot of USA coverage from us next Tuesday. And so, my question, so... Is this a trivia or are you just asking a question? Yeah, we're about 10 games in, eight in some leagues. Mostly eight, seven to most leagues. Um, they're, who are the top two teams in each of the big five leagues? So, that'd be 10 teams 
And uh, I'll say you have to get, I mean, you should be able to get eight of them. Mm. It's not easy, though, because if you don't follow along to what's going on, because it's not always all the heavy hitters you might think. Yeah, I know it's not. So so it might be easier for you to go league by league. Okay, let's go Premier League. And that is maybe the biggest surprise. I don't know, because there's some surprises at all. Tottenham. Surprise. Tottenham at top and Arsenal after their one nothing win against Man City. There you go. Two for two. Come on. Um, Yeah, but that's as far as I got. Let's go with Serie A. We already mentioned AC. AC Milan. Yeah. They are top on 21 points. Is Inter. Inter Milan is second on 19. They're two points clear of Juventus and Fiorentina. Yeah, Inter just Inter drew last week, so. Yeah. Um, They've they started out red hot. Bundesliga is mm. hard because I know it's not it's not a uh, Bayern's not. Uh, I want to say Bayern's Leverkusen is Leverkusen up there. Leverkusen is first with 19 points. Xavi Alonso leading the ship. Yes, and it's not. Oh gosh, who's yeah? I want is it Hoffenheim? Maybe no. It's not Hoffenheim. They're fifth. But I'll give you one more guess for the bonus show you got. Okay. I know. I know. It's not. It's not. It's not the normal people that are there. Yeah, it's a bit funky. Uh. About um, I don't know. Mo- I don't know who would it be. Who is it? Stuttgart. Stuttgart. Wow! And I knew that. I remember that now because Endo. I was thinking about yep. that. Eighteen points. Yeah, that there Point that, that is. You got Bayern and Dortmund both on seventeen. Yeah. So it, I mean, I I do like Harry Kane. It would be. The ultimate comedic. Yeah, if for joke. if they if didn't win after winning the eleven straight Bayern or something, and Bayern doesn't win a trophy. I mean, Tottenham's top of the Premier League and Bayern's yeah. in third. That he leaves to win a trophy and then doesn't. All right, so you've missed one. You've got two leagues left. What two leagues? And I mean, if you can't name them, you're really in trouble. <laughs> no, because I'll tell you in the coefficients that Eredivisie is ahead of yeah, League no, get it. I, I'm, so yeah, we'll I go we're with uh, PSV and no, no, we're going traditional Big Five. Okay, you can get bonus points. We're going traditional Big Five. Okay, uh, how about we'll go Spain? Okay, but I really I have no clue. Uh, oh, just. Let's go. Uh, One of them how is about Milan? A uh, no, how about Madrid? Milan's wrongly. How about Madrid? Madrid is first on 24 points. Okay. And that's I will just. Tell you, how about Bellingham's in first? Bellingham is. Yeah, he's. He's in first man, with 24 points. It'd be nice to have. Nice yeah. to have him on their national team. Yes, it would be. Um, I don't think it's. It's not the Barcelona. Next one is a bit of a, it's not the Barcelona. Next one is, a bit of a surprise. It is not Barcelona or Madrid. Um, I mean, or uh, Atletico. Yeah, or Atletico. Um, if you haven't watched or seen anything, there's, you're, I doubt you're going to get it. Yeah, I have They've no been idea. really good. They've been I, really good all season. They're fantastic to watch the way they play. Who is it? It's um, it's not we. It's not Girona. one of the. Tr- 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 it's who? Oh yeah, Girona. Girona. That's it. Yeah, because we're trying to figure out how to pronounce it. Girona yeah. or Girona. I've heard it so many different ways. Yeah. There's some good teams. I'll say Real Sociedad's in, I think, sixth. And they're also very fun to watch. So, some really good Spanish teams. All right. Uh, Ligue you missed two. Yeah, Ligue You on. cannot miss. Uh, Monica, how about Monaco? Is Monaco in the top two? Monaco is first. Monaco is on 17 points. Okay. One point clear of second. It's not PSG, is it? It's not. PSG is third with 15. Okay. Um, Marseille? 
No, sad. You have failed. Uh, I, I, no, I, I, Marseille is sixth with 12 points. Um, who is it? The team in second is Nice on 16 points. Isn't the that very nice? Weird league on table. That's so nice. The league on table is uh, Monaco, <clears throat> Nice, PSG, Brest, and Rims. <laughs> so, Brest was top, like, 10 days ago. Yeah, well, it's so, no wonder in the world rankings, wild. and when you rank leagues, that league on is down to sixth now. So, yeah, it is, uh, and PSG struggling a little bit. So, yeah, they did, are. I'll give it to you. You got, you got PSV and Feyenoord as your other two. All Good right, job. Well, so if we're going by quotient, then, then I got, then I didn't, I got it. So we will go uh, according we'll to the you... official coefficient rankings. Sure, sure. We'll yeah. give it to you this one. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. Anything right. else before we sign off? No, I think it was that was a fun little uh, detour from our USMNT trivia. We got to spice it up every now and then. Yeah, well, we have to. Well, eventually, I mean, there's only so much USMNT trivia that you can. It gets too, it gets so obscure that uh, I was like, and it's and it's a lot harder to come up with extremely obscure ones. Yes, than that nobody knows it. What's who's the top two teams in the top five leagues? It's pretty easy to do. Yeah, so. except not now. That this year, I mean, you know. No, if you weren't paying attention, up with people would just be going through everything. So, all right. No, yeah, I meant coming up with the question, not answering it. Oh, gotcha. All right. Well, on that, uh, we'll say goodbye, and uh, we'll catch you later, folks. And hey, go USA. See ya.